Hey everyone, welcome to Shift, or welcome back if this isn't your first time here. Shift is a daily podcast where the thoughts and insights presented center around shifting expectations and being in a constant state of growth. I believe that radical accountability requires true vulnerability. Hopefully you find value in the content presented, and if so, I hope that you'll visit the website togetherweshift.com and check out some of the other resources available in the tools section. Now let's get to it. You know, sometimes we find out that we suck at something. And sometimes that kind of sucks, especially when we want to be good at it. I've learned, and I share often how important it is to control what we can't control and to accept the things we cannot. But when it comes to what we do, the skills we have, can we control our ability to improve or to get good at something? I'd like to think so. And I think most people would tell you that yes, we can improve and we can develop skills. But at my age, I've had enough experience to suggest that maybe that isn't really true. And I think that's why I'm really attracted to Gallup strengths and the strengths assessment so much. It encourages you to focus on your strengths and not your weaknesses. And quite frankly, they're not weaknesses, they're just undeveloped strengths. When I was first introduced to Gallup, it was described like this. Imagine you take two groups of people and you perform a test. One group, we'll just call them group A, can read 200 to 250 words per minute, which is the average. And the other group, group B, can read 100 to 150 words per minute. So obviously, group A has a faster speed time and most likely enjoys reading and maybe has a little bit better comprehension, while group B isn't dumb or incapable, it just isn't a strength of theirs to be able to read fast. Now, if we take both groups of those people and run them through a speed reading course, the quote unquote gifted readers will accelerate to 450, 600 words per minute. And those who aren't strong readers may improve to 200 to 250, but they won't ever get to that 450, 600 mark. And if they try and try and try, they may actually do more damage than good, psychologically speaking. It's detrimental to your psyche to continue to put yourself in a failing position. It erodes your confidence, your self-worth, your self-esteem. But look back on your own life and think about how often do we do just that? Trying to get better and better at something we may not actually enjoy because some arbitrary group or assessment suggests that that's what we should be able to do. It's far better to strengthen the strengths that you have. And that doesn't mean that you don't work towards competence in areas that you're weak. That kind of goes without saying. And so I love this analogy of the reading because even when we put ourselves through the course and we learn and we learn and we learn and we, 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 we train and we train and we train, you just may not be capable of reaching a specific mark. I'm five foot nine and I weigh 220 pounds. Some of that I could stand to lose, but a lot of that is muscle. I'm never gonna be an outstanding basketball player. I can't get any taller. Even if I tried to cut weight and got a bunch leaner, I still wouldn't have the speed or the height advantage that a professional basketball player has. But that doesn't mean that I don't like to play basketball. It just means that I have a limitation and that I have to accept what that limitation is. And I came up against this recently when we were doing our home renovation project because we did all the projects ourselves. We, we didn't hire anything out. We, yeah, of course, we had friends come over, so when I say I did it all myself, I don't mean that I did personally did all the work. But we did everything 
with untrained, un, unprofessional amateurs, if you will, demo, framing, drywall, tape, mud, flooring, paint, finish work, all of it. And I had done all of it to some degree before with various projects over the years, whether it was with Habitat for Humanity or working with the Cajun Army. But what I hadn't done enough of, and the only piece that going into this project intimidated me was drywall. And not the drywall itself, but tape and mud part of drywall. Because truth be told, that part takes a little bit of skill and finesse. It takes that finishing skill, that keen eye and the ability to be patient. I really think mud and texture is almost an art form to get those things perfect. And quite frankly, they kind of need to be perfect or it's obvious where old walls meet new and joints are and if things aren't straight or level or they're floppy. And it, it just looks sloppy if you don't get it right. And so what I discovered is that my fear was justified. I am not a great finish worker. It took us twice as long as it should have and way more material than it should have to get those seams to the place they needed to be. And it's kind of like a slight edge principle. Like if the drywall wasn't perfect, then, or if it was off by a degree or two, then the next step with the tape would put it off by another degree or two. And then the next step with the mud would put it off another degree or two. And so you had to choose like, how do I cover this? How do I repair this? How do I level this out? Do I accept a less than perfect solution or a result? And it, it was super fucking frustrating. It was really hard for me to go through because I wanted to be good at it. And I had all these expectations around what I could or couldn't do and what the timeline was like. And if you know me at all, you know that when I put together a timeline and a structure and a plan, I like it to go according to plan. And I tend to get hung up on the time piece of it. And so it was just, it was just really important for me to get it right. And, you know, given all the time in the world and the resources and money and maybe someone who could come over and teach me, I'm sure we could have gotten better at that task. I could have learned how to do it better. But those weren't our circumstances. We were on a timeline. It needed to get done. And for us, luckily, I had recruited some help and some friends that, that came and helped out, had a little bit better skill than I did and, and a way more positive attitude. So we were able to get it done. We were able to, to clean up my mess and get it leveled out and finished off. And it looks really good. But in the process, man, it pissed me off. I wanted to be able to do it. And my ego was totally getting the best of me as I watched my friend do this thing so effortlessly. And then when I would attempt to do the same movement, because it looked like it was easy enough to do, uh, my result looked like a three-year-old was doing it. And, and the only reason I know what it would look like if a three-year-old did it was because my three-year-old was participating. We gave her a little corner piece of the wall to play with. And <laughs> unfortunately, what I did looked very similar to what she did. Um, and, and, and I didn't like that at all. So here I am wanting to be able to do something at a certain level and knowing that with maybe a lot of time and a lot of energy, I could get better. But also knowing that with all that time and energy, I still wouldn't be what I would call mastered. And, and so what I'm left here is facing this realization that this is a task that I better left to hire out, better left to other people. And so the next time we remodel the next part of our house, I'll, I'll need to hire it out or I'll need to ask for help and find someone who's really skilled at it. And for me, I think, I think so many of us are just too slow to make these realizations and even slower, slower sometimes to ask for that help. 
because asking for help takes vulnerability and a willingness to admit that you just aren't good at something and then being okay that you're not that you're not good at it like i i know that my wife and i have a great relationship and that we're good but i'd be lying if i didn't feel some sort of inadequacy when i have to ask another guy to come help me do a thing on my house that i want to be the provider for so it was a great lesson for me to try out something to recognize my limits and then to sit with all the feelings of inadequacy and masculinity that came with it and to, to actually to let those go because at the end of the day my ability to hang drywall and tape and mud in no way defines me or my ability to produce or contribute and it most certainly doesn't define who i am so it brings up the question what areas are you allowing things that maybe aren't relevant to who you are define you and where are you putting too much energy into your own weaknesses what happens if you shifted that energy that you're putting into your weaknesses and you put that into your strengths could you elevate your strengths 5x 10x where would those skills and talents go if you only focused on those